Hi guys, it's Hito and Janelle. And we're the stunt coordinators from season three of Cobra Kai. And you're listening to Cobra Kai Companion. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And today's interview, you guys, I'm excited to have them return, is Hiro Koda and Janelle Kerfman, Sunday coordinators from Season 3 of Cobra Kai. How are you two doing? Good. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. having us back. Great to be back. Yes, yes. And, and this time we got to see each other. Um, and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys were like one of the first people part of the show that I've ever met. So um, let me see, August August 30th, I feel, August 30th or 31st, 2019, we flew down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The first person I met was Tiffany, the, she, she's the, the sound girl. Um, and then it was, oh gosh, some, some of the people that worked upstairs, but then it was Hayden that gave us a tour. And, you know, I've shared this story from my perspective a few times on the podcast. What do you recall about our meeting because Brianna also remembers it a little bit differently too. Does she? Yeah. Um, let me remember. Because I know Hayden was like giving you the full tour of everything. And then we kind of just ran into each other outside of that. But we had spoken prior to you letting me know you guys were going to be coming and, and wanting to visit. And we were looking forward to meeting you in person. And I think we just sort of collided when we were working at some point. We just kind of collided right there with you and Hayden. And that's yeah, how it, we collided together. Yeah. I think it was it, just it, outside the production office there. <laughs> it was. It, it was at the the. It was at the very end. Hayden was actually seeing us out, and That's uh, right. I I don't know why I was facing opposite from you, but you came from behind me, and you had a bunch of bag of chips in your hands, and <laughs> so what Brianna remembers is that uh, I think I think a picture was going to be taken, maybe me and Hayden, and you were gonna photobomb us. I, I feel that's what Brianna kind of said. That there was a photo bomb coming. I turned around. I was like, "Oh shit!" It's, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, like something I would do for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that was really exciting too. I mean, that was kind of like the cherry on top too. It's like, okay, hey, I, I, you know, I I, I, could, I got to meet you guys too as well, um, and got to hold the infamous uh, stunt hat too that a lot of people rock. You know. So um, first off, uh, first and foremost, congratulations. You guys been nominated uh, a SAG nomination for um, help you with the, the the exact wording of of it, uh, something ensemble. It's for uh, the best ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that must it's be. It's like our entire team. It's not just her and I. It's, the, it's our entire team that did the show together. So it's good so, to recognize the performers as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't think we went into this uh, particular detail when you guys came on the first time. And for those that are tuning in and hearing you guys for the first time on our show, go back and listen to that first episode because that's where you guys get to uh, learn more about them and some of their previous work. But um, uh, gosh, what was I gonna get to? Uh, you know, with being being stunt coordinator, the, the both of you actually, um, what, how, what does your team consist of? What are your like duties and responsibilities into like, um, I guess, creating this team? Do, do you pick your, your doubles? Are the doubles picked by somebody else? You know, 
talk about this team of, uh, of some people. Um, the core team usually ends up being the doubles that we use the most. Um, ours last season consisted of Mark Canonizado, who doubles Shilo and Ralph as mm -hmm. well. And then also John Jihangir, who in season two played Rickenberger. We um, brought him back season three to play, to continue playing that character. The, the boys brought him back and wrote him in, wrote in some more stuff. And then he also doubled Billy in season three. So he was also a part of our core team. And generally that it tends to be the people who are there the most and the ones that we feel like we can trust the most with choreography. And, you know, if, if something's going on where both of us are busy, we can say, Hey, can you, you know, can you run a pad over to set or can it's just the ones that we entrust with the most responsibility and who are involved with, Previsiting and rehearsing and doing choreography and things like that. Training, um, with, the training well. with the cast as well. So that was sort of our core team. Um, and then it extends, it gets a little bit broader when you start to incorporate, you know, more of the other doubles and some of the ND people come in that, you know, work a day or two here and there playing other parts or being parts of fights. But, um, I have to say our team in general with encompassing everybody that we brought in to work on season three was really spectacular. We had so much fun. And that's the thing too. We have so much fun on Cobra Kai. We love the cast. We love the show. We loved our team that we brought in throughout the season. Everybody did such a great job. So it was really was just, it was a, it was a great season. It was an incredible experience season three. Yeah, for me, as somebody that's just, you know, part of the fandom and follow the show, um, I, too, kind of feel like a part of the family. Um, shout out to Austin Reigns. Um, I, I don't know if you guys were given a gift for Christmas from him because um, he just mentioned like casting crew. He he I guess he has like a 3D printer and made like Cobra Kai ornaments. Oh, wow. oh cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and and he sent me one for Christmas and I'm just like, well, thank you. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, I've, I haven't spoken with him yet in terms of like an interview, but he came to our meetup in Atlanta the, the day after I, I saw you guys. Uh, so I, I met him, Asher. I don't know if you guys saw some of our pictures, but uh, we had a pretty good turnout with some of the local people. Um, Gianni had already been in town by then. Uh, Rose oh, wow. stopped by, uh, Rose Bianco. Um, but b before we get further into that talk, um, you know, obviously season three was filmed um, by December, 2019, and it was scheduled for like spring of 2020. Nobody knew the pandemic was gonna hit, obviously. Um, so for me, during that pandemic, um, I've kind of shared the story uh, like a few times on the show, but because of the nature of my job and the risk of me possibly coming in contact on a daily basis, my, fam my wife, who was pregnant at the time, had to take the two kids and move in, in with her sister. And, and we were separated for seven months, but I would come here almost every day. We started, started visiting through the window. Uh, and then after we got more comfortable, we started visiting from a distance. I'd go on walks up and down the sidewalks with them, you know, a few feet apart. Um, and so seven months of that, and then the baby came on Halloween and I've been here since. So, but during... Wow. During my time alone, I, I was able to binge Ozark, and you know I, I know that you were st stunt coordinator of season three, so I so I hadn't seen the show, so that was one of my uh, 
you know, I guess positives that I can take away from that, that I binge Ozark and, and that you were a part of season three. Season two had some uh, uh, cast members from, from Cobra Kai as well. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you get into that? Because obviously it does film in Atlanta as well. And that's, that's where you guys are filming other things as well. Uh, how did you get to go on Ozark and what was that experience like? It was an incredible show to be a part of. I had so much fun on that show. But to go back, like I, I did a um, prior to Ozark season three, I did the uh, it was an HBO series called The Outsider. Oh, right. Um, I was doing that. Jason Bateman was uh, a, a producer and also he played a character on there as well. He was worked in the first few episodes. Him and I got along really well and the HBO side of it was producers that I've done lots of shows for and so I they brought me in to do that show and then I met Jason working on there and when Jason left the outsider he was going to do Ozark and he basically was like I would like to take Keto with me I want him to come do Ozark season three so him and the HBO producers had to get together and chat and decide because it was going to roll at the same time but they made out a deal and worked out a good it was really a good deal. They, they, they were able to let me do both shows. And I mean, there was a lot of stuff on both shows, which was, was a little bit crazy schedule wise, but um, both shows kind of agreed to let me kind of bounce between the two shows and be where I was needed the most on heavy days of stunts or what have you. And, uh, and then that's how I kind of got over to Ozark. Um, and he also, uh, Jason also directs over there. Uh, he directed the first couple of episodes over there, but I got to do that entire season. Incredible show, incredible cast. Um, it's a very so dark show. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot um, of fun to be a part of. And um, I was super bummed, like, you know, the pandemic hit and then everything came back all at the same time. And, you know, I do Stranger Things as well. And like Ozark and Cobra, everything was like all at the same time. And it was like, I couldn't do... Ozark as well, so I couldn't go back season four. I was a little oh. back over there. Everything was kind of running at the same time, but uh, I still keep in touch with Jason, and he was a little bummed I couldn't get back over there, but uh, he, he was incredible to work with. That I mean, cast was cool. It was a lot of fun. When you're so good at your craft, you're you're a popular man, right? <laughs> high demand. Yeah, high demand, yeah. So um, that's, I, I, your schedule must be really crazy, and, and the kids and all that. So... So to, to move on from Ozark, what did you guys do to occupy your time during most of 2020? Uh, I know that at some point, Jacob hooked up with you guys to work on his film. Uh, he talked about that in our first interview. So um, that was kind of cool to kind of see some of the same people. John, you guys mentioned, was also part of that. I think Gisette was also uh, helped out with that mm -hmm. too. Yeah. We actually did that towards the end of uh, filming season three. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> But we, we we did that towards the end over a, uh, a couple weekends. and uh, But he, he did come visit us during the quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, January kicked off, and I had started up on Stranger Things, and the pandemic hit, and then we got shut down. And as soon as we got shut down here in Atlanta, we packed up and went home to Colorado where we live um, with our kids. And we ended up – I mean, we spent – that's the most we've probably spent in our home in Colorado ever because we were there, what, six months? Yeah. Um, learned a lot about farming. We have a lot of property out there, and we decided to try to irrigate and, and get some grass in the front field of our place. And so we, we learned a lot about farming and irrigating and, and all of that. <laughs> Maybe but, some tips from Ozark, too, you know, owning some, some land out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, but it was so, great. It was great to be home in Colorado and be in our home because we, we we don't get that much time there on a long period. We usually bounce back there during holidays and come back here because we work so much here in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like um, being here, I I honestly thought that gosh, you know, being away from my wife for so long and our conversations are kind of brief over the phone. I get off relatively late and then she goes to bed pretty much when the kids go to bed. Um, I thought that when I moved back in here with them that, you know, we would start bickering and at each other's throats all the time. But I think if anything, it taught us how to be a little bit more patient with one another. So um, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're doing pretty good, happy vibes, but we're just kind of waiting to go back to uh, we were living with her parents um, before everything and her parents are of age and uh, work in the same, you know, we all work for the post office. So her mom had like two scares with like coworkers and her, her father and I both go door, you know, to every door uh, on, on the route. So people are constantly coming up to us without a mask, you know, and it's like, well, we're, we're people too, you know, like <laughs> we, we can also be affected. So people are very like, not, not so mindful about the mail carriers out there. Um, but with season three, you guys come back and um, there, there's some returning people from season one, like Joe, uh, Annalisa, stuff like that. Um, for people that, um, you know, that work on Corio, how much oh, like- We lost you, Sarah, you went me. Oh. Go ahead and repeat that. Is it is it is it back? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, f uh, how, how far do I need to go back? No, just ask the when you started to ask the question. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for people who work with choreo and there's so many moving parts, season three we were promised karate and we got a lot of it, <laughs> as you can <laughs> imagine. Uh, how much more preparation do you guys have to do? And can you talk about this uh, the process of like? Um, having to look over the scripts or do the guys, do they just say like, hey, these are the fights that are going to happen? How do you guys start preparing and get the ball rolling for the fight choreography? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's quite a process. Um, the, the big three, Josh, John and Hayden write incredible stuff. So it, it really helps us build on what we are trying to do action wise. Um, we go through the scripts, read them, break them down. Both of us kind of do it separately and break everything down. And she does a lot of the legwork on, <laughs> on pulling all the, the big stunts out of it. And then we start talking about um, choreography and trying to figure out exactly what we're going to need double wise, ND wise, or, you know, stunt players that can play parts if they have like maybe one or two lines or something like that. Um, so there's a whole process in between all of, before we even get to choreographing is like breaking it down, pulling all the stunts out. And then we go to the meetings with whoever's directing that block, um, which is two different episodes and basically breaking down each of the things that we feel requires our department to be a part of, um, and require a double or a stunt person or what have you, um, and go back and forth and decide like, well, well, here's this sequence. What do you see happening here? What exactly would you like? How would you, how do you feel about this? And just try to get as much information as we can from each of those interviews and, uh, and meetings. And then we also between actually, different departments and I'll go meet with different departments, meaning props or special effects and, you know, figuring out what kind of props are being used and if we need rubber weapons or soft weapons or breakaways from special effects and things like that. So that's all process of stuff that we do prior to even getting into the gym and starting to work on the choreography of what we're going to put together. So it's uh, it's quite the process. And then we'll get the guys together. Our core team will basically 
brainstorm. We'll start to get things together, choreograph. I'll shoot a previs of the sequence, um, which is, you know, like a blueprint for everybody to look at. It's basically, we shoot it as if it's going to be shot. I cut it together. I even add music and sound effects and things like that. And then we present it back to you, the director for either notes or say, here's like kind of our idea of what we're going to do for this uh, sequence. And then we go from there. And then there's training, of course. Through all of that, we have training every day. So anybody that's off work, they're in the gym training. So we got to find those moments to to get with them and train as well. Okay. Um, I feel I feel I asked this last time too, but maybe it's changed. Um, with with season three and all the training um, that everyone put in, if this was like the NBA, who would you say was the most improved in, in terms of like uh, somebody that surprised you? Like, wow, you, you really put in the work and it shows. Uh, Peyton List, for sure. She, okay. you know, she got thrown into it early in season two. I think she came in episode four mm-hmm. and she had a fight, I think her second week of filming. So it was, I mean, I was going to wherever she was on location and, you know, getting her for 20 minutes at a time in between her shots being on camera and really worked with her quite a bit in season two, but we just kind of hit the ground running. So it was just you know, doing what we could when we could, we were so busy. And then season three came around and not that she was necessarily doing more martial arts training. We did get more martial arts training with her, but she was also just working out a lot to stay strong. She was doing Pilates and she was just really keeping herself at like peak performance physically. So it made it easier when we did get in the gym to really, you know, just work her technique because she was really strong. She was really flexible. You could tell she'd really like been working with it. And I mean, by the time we got to the end of season three, and I know I've said this before, but as soon as she found out that her character was going to be using the nunchucks, Mm -hmm. she had, I got her a pair and those nunchucks never left her hand. Mm -hmm. Like even no matter where she was, whenever she was off camera, she was just like, (laughs) you know, doing all the, the stuff. And so it was, and she ended up doing a really great job. So yeah. it was just she's a hard worker. And to see where she was when she first came to us in season two, to even see where she is now, it's just like huge improvement. I mean, not to take away from anybody on that cast, every one of those kids worked their butts off, even the adults, Ralph, Billy, and Martin Cove, they all just trained as hard as they can because they want to do as much as they can on screen. And um they're all super hard on themselves, but not to take away anything from Peyton, because yes, we did see a huge difference in her, but everybody has improved from the very beginning. I mean, Sholito <laughs> was like our very first little baby from the very beginning. Like he was the first person we started training and to see his progression up until now has been like incredible. And Jacob, he was early on in the, you know, in training with him and to what he can do now is just it's incredible how far all these kids have gone and how hard they've tried i don't say the kids they're all adults now but we always come on kids yeah um they they all tanner mary all of them you know they all work very hard and then and they all have their different process of how they're learning all the kids we we train together and the adults we sort of keep them separate um meaning marty billy and 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 ralph um but, you know, they all have different training process of how they kind of like process it for themselves. And 
we have to learn how they need to process it so that we can work with them to make it, you know, work for them. And um, so it's, 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 it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a ton of work. I, I bet. I mean, so many, many people involved in, in the choreo. It's, it, it is quite amazing. I mean, it's honestly, we're not surprised when you guys get nominated for your work on Cobra Kai. So it's just, Thank you know, you it's all. just like, yeah, no, we, we see that like, hey, no surprise there, you know, so. Um, Janelle, thank you for. There's so many characters. Yeah. There's so many characters, and they add new characters every season. So it's like a whole new person and a brand new person that comes in. We got to go. Oh, we got to throw this new guy into the mix and right. figure out how they're going to work into it, and so oh. it changes the whole dynamics of everything. But you know, I mean, I our our core team, John and Mark. If we didn't have them, I mean, it would just be so much harder those get yeah. we owe them so much because the way we all kind of flow together just makes it so much easier and yeah really mark was um one of the other guys that i met that day uh just just briefly um Daryl, thank you for bringing up the, the the nunchucks um that really stood out to me because that i didn't see that coming you know we we saw <laughs> um we saw sam and daniel you know do a little bit of sparring with the bows right so when Sam has that, that's that's kind of like okay. Well, we, we saw her with that, but I don't. Pretty sure we didn't we didn't see Tori with nunchucks early on at all. So for her to bust that out and do that, I go, wait, wait, did, did she really know how to do that? Because she sold that. Yeah, yeah. So I was really surprised, and I, I think that's that's pretty badass that um, she put in the hard work and it it paid off because I I literally thought that oh man, I think she spent some time with that. Like even prior, like she might have had some previous skills, you know, uh, in, in doing that. I, and I was just like, well, maybe a CG, like, you know, but Hey, so, th so that's really her doing it. That's awesome. If you'd have followed her around with a camera outside of her work, if she's doing an acting scene, she would cut and then walk over and grab her new chucks and just stand there. And just like, That's awesome. That's some drive right there. That's drive. That's, that's gotta be like really rewarding to see you guys, you know, seeing them really wanting to work hard, you know, like everybody we talked, we talked to Jacob the first time, he mentioned like, oh, I really wanted to get thrown into the glass, but he was like, no, you know, <laughs> you, you, you your, your time is up. You got to go home or what, whatever the case was, because he was still under underage at the time. Um, and so yeah, uh, he, knows, he wants to do everything. Yeah, he, <laughs> he I went can back see and forth. He was going after her saying, Mr. Now, please, Mr. Now. <laughs> But yeah, Chris, if, he's completely capable. That kid, if he didn't want to do acting, he would be a great stuntman, to be honest. Right. He is incredible. Yeah. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it um, is it Jacob and Tanner that are always kind of like competing? Who's like the better acrobat? Or yeah, I, I feel that was the name that he might have mentioned before. They, they 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 do in the training hall. They always have you know. Once we get done at the end of the day, they usually have a little session where they want to either they grapple or they're doing some kind of competition. There's a competitive thing between the two of them. That's always a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Tanner's yeah. really talented. He's a talented acrobat, actually. He, he can is. do a lot of things that he came in already knowing, not even things that we had taught him, but he is, I mean, an incredible athlete on yeah. his own. Uh, I don't know if I brought this up the first time, but um, during the tournament scene in, in season one, episode 110, uh, obviously, but did Tanner do a lot of those moves himself? Uh, was was there much doubling? Episode, in the tournament? Oh, yeah, the in tournament. The, oh, season one? Um, yeah, between like, did, you know. We did a lot of stuff. Yeah. The majority of it. He did, yeah. I mean, most of the, the cast did the majority of their stuff. We had a lot of um, 
just indie stunt players. They, the doubles were all there, but the, you know, the, the way it was shot and what was needed to be done and how hard they rehearsed the cast, we were able to use them for quite a bit of it. And, yeah. um, and, and, and with that type of stuff with the tournament, it's very different from all the other fights that you see because the tournament is like, they're not trying to, I mean, they're, the Cobra Kai's are obviously being dirty and doing their, you know, extreme you know, beatings that they like to do, but yes. um, it's not like your other fights that they're having where they're out there fighting for blood, if that makes any sense. Because at the tournament, yeah. you're trying to get a point. As soon as someone gets hit, whether it's dirty or not dirty, the, you know, the ref, me, stops it and, you know, there's a point called. So it's a little bit different type of choreography. So it made it a little bit uh, easier to kind of break it up into segments for them. And everybody sort of was able to kind of go through it. And that was, I mean, that that's where she came on board because I started Cobra Kai by myself. And there wasn't as, I mean, there was a lot of fights, but it wasn't crazy. And as it got towards the end of episode nine, 10, and we get into the tournament, it was like, I'm playing the ref as well. I was like, I can't do this by myself. I need somebody here to help me um, run the set while I'm up there like acting and I can't be behind monitors with, with the, with the big three and watching and making sure everything's working for camera. So that's where she actually came on board, which sort of, you know, ran into season two, three. It was like, it's, there's so much work. There's no way to do this show by yourself. So to, to, to go ahead and jump in with season three, um, one of the sequences uh, I'm kind of curious about because I'm kind of learning as, as you guys are um, revealing some things, the, the, the first time Johnny gets like in a confrontation, it's, it's with um, uh, Bobby and Mr. Mr. G-Rod, uh, who both, I believe, also work in some stunt. Do you have any insight into, um, for, for like a sequence like that, do you, um, is it preferred that these people also have some experience in stunt or, or are they looking for actors that can yeah. do that? So generally parts, when we get a script and we see, okay, there's an interaction between, um, you know, there's some dialogue and interaction between these like smaller guest starring roles. We will submit stunt people to do the acting audition. So we actually pull from our um, database of people, you know, we know like the kind of like the look they want, what they're going for. And so then we'll send in, you know, five or six guys to read for the role. That way we don't have to end up doubling them because for smaller parts like that, it can be harder to, you know, you're hiring the actor and you're also having to hire a stunt double, but you might as well just hire a, a stunt performer who can also act. Mm. And uh, Bobby and G-Rod fit that category perfectly so perfectly. they actually were part of the group of stunt people that we submitted to casting to read for the role mm. awesome they awesome. did a great job i, yeah. I love that whole sequence oh yeah they nailed they were, it. They were so they were fun yeah i haven't even spoken with them yet but like um g-rod like we've pretty much formed a, like a relationship on social media you know yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah really cool guys I definitely want to talk to them at, at some point, obviously. But um, so when Johnny breaks the windshield, that's that is uh, the special effects that that comes up with that. How do they rig all of the, the windows? It's a, it was a it was a real piece of glass in the window, but they have a, a popper on it. Um, it's basically uh, a charge that hits the glass and it shatters. It's tempered glass, and so mm. it's just it's it's really about the timing of it. So that when, because if they didn't hit that at the right time and he hit the glass, it wouldn't break. Mm. I don't think it would have broke. I mean, it might 
break his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to break style. prior. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, it's precise timing of just being able to see just when to hit the glass and hit that, you know, popper at the right time so that the glass shatters and then the hand can go through. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's important to have a good special effects person to yeah. hit the button at the right time. Cause yeah. I've, done many a shows where I've run at a piece of glass to jump through it and the button didn't go or they hit it at the wrong time and I bounced right off of it. <laughs> so it's very important. I mean, we, John Jihangir was, uh, he did the punch cause we couldn't risk having Billy. Right. If they made a mistake and he popped it, it would have, it could have been bad, but. Uh, and it was the same concept on, you know, at the end of season three, when, Crease and Daniel go through mm. the glass of the Cobra mm. Kai dojo. It's that same. I mean, obviously on a much larger, scale. bigger scale, but right, it's that right. same concept with the tempered glass. And that's right. That's right. Uh, in episode two, it's it's something that a lot of fans were. Um, we we didn't know how soon we would get, but a team up between Johnny and Daniel in the chop shop. Oh, in uh, the chop shop. Yeah. yeah. Can you guys uh, talk about like? Um, the process of choreographing that, that the entire sequence, because what is it, two on four, I, I believe it was? Four or five. There was the four main guy, uh, the four like mechanics, and then there and then was one the guy kind of, yeah. 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 That one was fun because we just, we started brainstorming about, you know, things that would be in a chop shop. Um, and some of it was written into the script um and just you know figuring out like if there was a wrench like how would they use it or if there was a chain like how would they use it so it's always fun in those situations to take into consider consideration your surroundings and then incorporate them into the choreography to make it different and you know using the, the cars one of our stunt guys Tristan McConnell goes into one of the windshields and the glass breaks and just using the environment and just whatever location yeah. we we go to, we go to scouts and 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 listen to what you know is happening in those sequences. But we, her and I, will go to a scout and just basically look at the entire environment and figure out what can we break or what can we use in this fight to make it fun. Yeah, so, it was cow, fun man. to put that fight together. It was incredible. To, I mean, it was like one of the first times they teamed together and and to be able to see like Cobra Kai and Miyagi Do working together in a fight which was really cool to show the difference between the two, but they're working together. So that was a lot of fun yeah. to put together. What was the, uh, the idea behind the move that um, at, at the end there, right before Johnny and Daniel start fighting each other, uh, where, gosh, I, I'm forgetting who does what now. I think Johnny does the sweeping or does, I think. Yeah, I think, Johnny did the leg sweep and Daniel did a spinning back hook kick at the same time. So they kind yeah. of took the guy out. Oh my god! I think yeah. that was in the trailer, and we're like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the, uh, and actually, I think we came across like the how the guy was going to get taken out, but then trying to find a guy because we had to find a person that could do that move by taking a leg soup and a head kick and flip over all together. You know, and the timing of the three of them was very important. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was. I think we came up, did we come up with the, the flip first? And then we're like, how are we going to make this flip happen? I can't remember which one we did first because it was kind of all kind of came together at the end. Like we had yeah. to figure out something cool to take them both out at the same time. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think it was written in the script that they, it didn't say that move specifically, but it was like Johnny and, and uh, uh, 
Billy, Billy and Ralph were supposed to take them out together at the same time, but I couldn't. Right. And I think, I don't know if it's foreshadowing, but I, I do like the idea of seeing, you know, you just mentioned like the, the two styles of, of dojo, but they were still able to kind of move around as one, you know, and kind of like feel each that's, other out. You know what? That's interesting because that is a little bit of foreshadowing that none of us saw <laughs> at yeah. that point. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, do, you, do you guys not get the scripts that far ahead? Is it kind of like one episode at a time? We get two episodes at a time. Yeah. Oh, the they're, they're not in blocks. Right. Um, so generally we'll get one and two. And then once we start shooting one and two, we'll get three and four and start prepping three and four while, we'll, while we're still shooting one, one and two. two. So, and you know, and, and they're also still writing too while mm. we're shooting. Yeah. The, the, the future episodes anyway. Uh, in that uh, in that same episode, there's a the, the crease flashback, so we get some backstory. Um, choreographing the fight from 1965, I'd imagine you did you guys have to be like really careful of not implementing moves that weren't really quite created yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we take into consideration like story is very important to us, and, and like I said earlier, the big three they write incredible stuff, so. Uh, it really guides us in our action and what we design. But um, I mean, we don't like, we're not the type of stunt coordinators that just kind of throw cool stuff because it's cool to be in there. We try to really take the story and, and it's very important to us to make sure that that stays real to the characters. So it stays real to the fans. Mm -hmm. um, with season three, uh, a lot of the credit kid fans saw the return of um, many beloved characters uh, for me, it was definitely chosen. Um, I, I, oh my gosh. So speaking with Yuji, he, he, you know, gave his insight into all the choreo and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't believe you've worked with him previously on any projects before. We've, I have not, but we've known each other for in the past, just through mutual friends. And um, I've, I've met him before and we've known each other, but never actually have gotten to work together on set before. Um, so it was, I mean, we were stoked to get to work together on season three and he was super excited. He was like one of my first phone calls when I found out and <laughs> he was very excited to get to Atlanta and start training. And um, man, him and him and Ralph, they worked their butts off. I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of time with, um, with Yuji because his time frame wasn't as like, I wish they would have brought him out sooner. Mm. Um, but I mean, that guy's incredible anyways. Like it was like just dusting off the cobwebs because he got right back in there and just like killed it. We were so excited to, uh, you know, put all that together for him. And he did so well, super excited and very proud of him, proud of Ralph. Like they did such a good job with that sequence. Uh, so you mentioned like the story is very important to you. Um, what were some some things that you kind of kept in mind when choreographing for, for the character I've chosen and, and what he displays and shows and stuff like that. Because a lot of questions we asked Yuji, he not deferred, but would credit you like, oh no, that, that was Hito's stuff. That, that was his idea, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, when we get people in and don't know what they can do or what they're capable of, we sort of do an assessment of what they're good at, how, how they move, we kind of assess them to kind of figure out 
What's, what moves are they best at? And we just run through like a whole ton of different things and just see how they move and what style they're sort of created for themselves and, and, and figure out what the best moves that they do that we can incorporate because we want them to look good on camera. We don't want to give them something that's really difficult for them to do. Um, and then just for my personal research, and I, I, know, I love all of the old the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid 2, one of my favorites by mm-hmm. far. Yes. Uh, Karate Kid 3, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, those are some of my all-time kid favorite movies. And doing Cobra Kai, that's something that we, myself personally, I'll research and make sure that we stick to those characters and how they move, um, especially with, like, Ralph. We wanted none of his stuff should change. He's Ralph. He's he's Daniel LaRusso, so he needs to move the way he does. And coming to Cobra Kai, even though it's 30 years later, we don't want to change his style. Johnny's mm. the same way. We don't want to change his style. He has a certain way of moving. And then Chosen coming in, Yuji, we don't want to change the way he moves, but it is 30 years later and Chosen has been trained. So that is taken into my, it's a weird process that I go through, but it's like what I put through my head. Okay, well, he's still been training for 30 years. So he has learned new moves and he learned, you know, he's learned new things that he can implement into it, but still keeping his, flavor and his style of how he moves so that's uh that's the process that i went through. yeah i, I mean things so easy and so quickly and you know and he had like input on some of the things he's like well you know like i had a certain move that was set a certain way and then he would do it and he was like well i feel a little bit more comfortable can i do it this way i'm like yeah of course let's do it that awesome. way that looks good so we kind of work with him that way well, what is the thing that's called that? So before he um, kind of unleashes like the, you know, the Miyagi secret and all those pressure points, what is the thing that he kind of does like right before that? Was that, uh, I'm assuming that was you, not Yuji coming up with that? No, that was a, um, it was a traditional Japanese kata. It was a okay. piece of a kata. Um, not like your one that you see with Daniel and how it is. It's a, a different one, but it is a traditional Japanese style. Um, it comes from my background, which is Yoshukai, um, is a Japanese traditional karate, and it's a piece of one of our forms. And I wanted it to be a little bit different from what Daniel LaRusso does, because this is chosen now, and it's something different. I wanted everybody to see something a little bit different and new. So. It, it is so badass. Like, I don't use this word uh, um, very often at all, but I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, that is filthy. Like, whoa, that, there's, there's just like some some um i don't know the word like something it was a little bit more hard yeah you know it was like it needed to be this more intense like breathing like just it was a little bit more harder than like the whole meditation breathing that daniel does so it was like just a step like a, a level step up from that because it's something that daniel was like hey i want to learn what you just did so it was it needed to be something new and had to be up a level why, why hasn't anybody done an edit of Yuji, you know, like manipulating, manipulating the moisture in the air to do like an ice freeze <laughs> or something, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So um, that's, that's just one of those sequences. I'll that tell really you though, man, the, yeah. the, the most, like one of my all time favorites and the most incredible day, obviously seeing Ralph and Yuji out there fighting again from, you know, since season, I mean, since uh, Karate Kid 2 to see them in, Cobra Kai fighting each other again was incredible. Like it was so crazy on set. But then that moment when he grabbed him and went, huh? 
it was like <laughs> that yeah. was like the most. Um, I don't know if you saw my son's reaction I posted on on Instagram, but he's a fan of part two. And the biggest the biggest reason is the fight between Daniel and Chosen. So he loves that that sequence in in uh, season three. So it, it's just him kind of chuckling at the things that Chosen does. And I, I cut it off a little prematurely, but he even reacts to um, Yuji's or uh, Chosen saying, you should seen the look on your face, you know, like, because, <laughs> yeah, because that, that was like one of those sequences, too. Um, so having uh, Ron Thomas return to, to play Bobby, the the uh, the church there, um, was there any kind of directions given to just that 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 little? I guess I mean it's, it's pretty simple, right? He just does a sweep, really. I mean they're not really fighting. Yeah, and he did that sweep, so it was. I mean we got in touch with him beforehand and said like, hey, like how are you? And we had just worked with him. Yeah, I mean he he's kept up his training over he has, the years. Yeah, so he like. I mean, even like that bar fight in was it, it was season two. The yeah. bar fight in season two, like he did the majority of all of it. Actually, I think he did all of it. Um, that I mean, he's I, kept up his training and he moves super well. And to come in and be in the church sequence there for season three, it was like that sweep was like uh, was a no brainer for him. It was super easy and um, it's pretty good. He's he's, he's kept in shape uh, and, and pulled it off. Uh, the the oh, soccer. Yeah. The, the, the soccer sequence, that's obviously something that we saw in the, in the first Karate Kid movie as well. Um, can you talk about that? Because like Jacob also shared like the, the, the soccer ball thing. And I, he quoted you at some point too about like uh, about doing something with the soccer ball. I'm kind of forgetting right now, but just kind of choreographing that because there's, there's a lot to look at during that whole thing. You know, Mary and, and obviously Gianni and Jacob and all that. Um, I, I don't know specifically what he quoted me on. I know Jacob's very handy with a soccer ball though. He came in the training room and we started talking about some of the soccer stuff and we threw a ball at him and he was juggling the ball around like he had played professional soccer. So it was like, Oh, this is going to be easy then. And John G. Hunger is pretty incredible with a soccer ball as well. So it was like being able to come up with like, cool moves and incorporated in choreography for fighting was, was that was a lot of fun for us to put together. Yeah, yeah I, I think it might have been just um, maybe just a little pressure to like, all right, hurry up and get this in, in like the next shot kind of thing, you know, like like kind of just running out of time oh. and just like making sure you get that. Because uh, he, he just talked about like having <laughs> to kind of practice over and over with the ball. We are always running out of time on that show. There's just never enough time to shoot what we need to shoot action-wise. And so it's like, They'll spend the whole day doing all the acting and lead ups to the action. And then suddenly we have like two hours to shoot an entire sequence. <laughs> oh man! So that's always been like the struggle for us is just like, all right, let's go. We're going to get through this and shoot it as quickly. as we Just, can. just needed more time. Um, yeah. Let's see here. The this is a couple of other images. Oh, okay. So you guys talked about like, uh, you know, like the, the difference in dynamic when a new character is introduced um, in season three, we get Sean who uh, Ravi has a few uh, fight sequences with. Um, can you talk about working with OK and uh, maybe his style? Because he, you know, he's in prison. We, we don't know what he, what he knows. Yeah, and I don't think there was any, like, he didn't have any specific background. Hmm. It's just that he's in juvie. And obviously, like, he's a kid who is a little bit rough and tumble. So he had some liberty in that of, knowing um 
that he's probably just going to be down and dirty yeah. throwing punches, you know, just straight a, up street fight or not. Yeah. So like, like the Cobra Kai version of like a prison fight. Um, yeah. But, you know, any of those characters that come in like that, who aren't with us on a regular basis, getting them in and trying to get them trained can present its own set of challenges because our regular cast, we can sort of throw whatever we want at them and know that they're gonna be able to retain the choreography and perform it on camera. But when we got, okay, and then even with some of the Vietnam flashback stuff with um, Barrett Carnahan and- um, Jesse. Jesse was another one and, um, God, his name's slipping me, what is his name? Captain. Captain. Um, oh. Yeah, the captain. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. Somebody say he looked like uh, Patton. Yeah, yeah, General Patton. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, when we get when we get those characters in, it's it is always a, a bit of a challenge because you you're not sure what kind of background they have and they or what they've done as far as action on camera. But okay, was game to like get in there and do as much of it as he could. And he picked up the choreography really well. And then you also always wonder about the, like the physical chemistry of doing action with the other actors. So, and luckily him and Tanner had great fight chemistry together. So that was a fun sequence. It really was. Um, okay said that he was wearing a Power Rangers shirt one day and you know you went up to him and said that's me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> yeah that's that's nice for that. yeah. yeah he's he's uh, he's a scary he's a scary he's a scary man <laughs> standing there looking at you and he's very quiet and just came in and did his deal and um but we it was a pleasure working with him and he worked really hard and him and like janelle said him and tanner had a really great uh fight chemistry together and so their fights just sort of flowed together really well and and okay went for it man he's like i'll do whatever you want me to do man just tell me where to throw it <laughs> that's, that's got to make it easier for you guys too right? oh it's great yeah yeah I, I can imagine like just the the challenges when when somebody's restricted or limited to to certain um you know uh, choreography uh, the other challenge with that is having those kind of characters that come in they they fly in and out from wherever they live and so we don't have the training time with them uh jesse was an exception because he's martin's kid so he came in early and so we got some time to actually bring him into the gym and work with him but like barrett and um the captain <laughs> oh, terry, terry. Uh, terry. Okay. uh being able is that, that was his name in the show no that was <laughs> uh, uh, but Nick being able, played those guys they had to learn it on the day yeah oh wow and like barrett's um barrett's schedule because he was doing another show sort of shifted things around for our show because they had started with him and then there was other things that were supposed to happen and then barrett was on another show and wasn't able to come to atlanta to get into that sequence so our schedule got shifted around and then you know i mean he ended up having to learn a lot of the stuff on the day of shooting, yeah, which was like scary to be able to do that. But Barrett was amazing and picked up the choreography really well and, and did like incredible with it. So that luckily we, we, yeah. we were able to do that with him. So um, the, the laser tag, the abandoned laser tag, um, 
building or but but that fight sequence um can you talk about like the the uh dimitri's arm breaking and and kind of it was it hard kind of filming in the dark like that no it wasn't as dark i think as it, it looks darker it looks darker on camera than it was, than it was. when we were filming yeah, but yeah. That piece itself was separate from all the rest of the filming we had done. We did it later on, I think, during block. Oh, was it the seven end? and eight? It was like at the very the end, end of our shooting where we went back and we picked up that stuff with the arm break, and there were some bits and pieces that we were still trying. Yeah, to that, get. that was a that sequence originally was a lot longer. There was a bigger fight between Dimitri and Hawk. It was a okay. much bigger sequence between the two of them that ended up just, we just didn't have the time to shoot it. And so we finished out what we had in that sequence and then we needed to come back and pick up the pieces to sign it to sort of complete that scene. Oh man, so we so we didn't get to see kind of the, uh, did they have any, well, there was the soccer field, but then before that was the school fight. So I think, uh, yeah, wow, that would have been a really big one. I have a previs of the actual fight that we put together for Hawk and Dimitri, which was really cool. It was a pretty cool little sequence, but that ended in the arm break. But yeah. uh, ultimately, in the end, it didn't uh, it didn't get shot, and we ended up with what we had. And it was a smaller piece, which was kind of a bummer because Gianni works really hard too. And, and that kid, come, he surprised us when he came into the gym for the first time because he he's a he's a very strong kid. And like hits hard and kicks the paddles hard, and um, he surprised us when he came in there. And I was hoping to be able to get to do more with him. Yeah. So, oh man, um, is that something that that cannot be uh, shared? The, the previs. I I I mean, I kind of know what it is and stuff. I don't know what the rules are about that. Is that something that uh, viewers might be able to see someday? Yeah. I mean, season three is done. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I mean, you totally could. You totally could see it. I can totally, I'll get it to Jordan and you can check that out because um, it, that season's done and it's, it's definitely something that would be worth talking about and seeing, you know, seeing a previs of what could have been able to, you know, happen, but I don't see it being a problem, do you? No. We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, as, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, I'm sure you guys are extremely busy. Uh, obviously, you know, save the best for last because it is the last sequence. Um, but that the entire fight se- sequence inside the, the LaRusso house, Brianna and Amy and I, we've been in there, so we know how tight the spaces are. And um, we also found out that originally it was supposed to be in the backyard, but due to weather, as always, you guys had to improvise, bring it in, uh, inside. So clearly a lot of changes were made, but can you talk about like the setup? Because the first person we spoke to uh, after the release of season three was Joe. And he was talking about, dang it, I got one more sequence I want to bring up. Okay. We, um, the dojo and and Jacob beating down on Brooks. Oh. I, I didn't save that image, but yeah. talking with Jacob, you know, because, um, you know, like, this is the second time you guys spoken with me. I try to get in, you know, uh, to some of these details. And I asked Jacob specifically, that spit, was that, was that script? He goes, no, that was improvised. And then he talked about, I think you were below the board because you're filming, making sure that he was going to hurt his hand. Can you talk about like uh, filming that? And again, kind of what you remember when Jacob's bat, because we're watching it in slow-mo. I can't imagine what it's like in like real time. I, it, that was a, a very intense 
moment. I, I've taken, I took a ton of photos and videos. His mom wasn't there. So I was taking videos from like down below. I'm like holding this little pad and I'm filming him punching at the camera. And uh, it, it was a very intense moment for him and a big, you know, character thing for Eli being, you know, he's Hawk, but that was a big moment for his character. And to be able to take Brooks out the way he did and how brutal he took him out. Um, and to see him, you know, raining those punches down and trying to figure out how we were going to do that safely and not, you know, obviously the camera was basically Brooks. And then we put, you know, some padding down and special effects was throwing blood in this little bucket or this little plate that he was punching down on so that he would come up with blood on his hands. And I mean, he, I don't know where Jacob goes in his his character, but when he stood up, I'm looking up at him and he spat. I was like, wow. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, that was a pretty intense intense moment that night. Um, the first time we saw that, uh, I think the teaser, like people, I mean, because I'm trying to remember, I think the teaser also showed showed Kyler, I feel. Maybe that was saved for the the regular trailer, but I just I just remember how everyone's like, oh, he's kicking Tyler's, uh, Kyler's ass. Like, I'm just, because they never showed Brooks. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Like, that's that's one of the examples where the, you know, the, the big three kind of, um, used our expectations against us. It's something that they've talked about before. Yeah. Um, so obviously we knew f- f- from season one that Kyler did wrestling. Um, Brooks, he was in the weight room. A- anything specific uh, about like Joe wrestling and uh, how you were going to have Brooks kind of approach his bout with the uh, Hawk? Brooks' character is always, even from like the very first season when we had him fighting, he was just like a, he was just a kid that was, you know, a big kid that just like was a bully and threw his punches however he was going to throw it. But, um, and, and we never really specifically like created this. Oh, sorry, hold on a second. It's okay, no problem. <laughs> My dog. We never really created like a specific style for Brooks just because of who he was as a person and as a character. Um, so he was just kind of whatever we threw at him, it was what it was going to be. Um, with, with Joe and being Kyler and his wrestling background, that was something that we wanted to play with and really stick to. However he fought, he did do like a little bit of street fighting, but we wanted to incorporate his wrestling skills and all of the stuff that he does. Um, so, you know, from season one, when we saw him fight Johnny and then when he's fighting in the dojo, he obviously tries to get into a little bit of his, you see a stance is completely different. He's not standing up ready to fight. He's already ready in a, in a wrestling pose. And, you know, he takes that hit and then he goes for what he knows he does best, which is wrestling. And he takes, you know, um, uh, Aiden down and, Right. Him out or makes him tap or whatever and that's kind of the style that we wanted to create with him and i mean being able to maneuver that into you know his fighting when we see him fighting later in the larusso houses he does have his punches and his kicks because he started to train with cobra guy but his ultimately he's still trying to do his wrestling stuff because that's what he's comfortable with yeah i i think it's um you guys balance that very well because uh I guess for people that don't really think about it, the people that have like the different styles and fighting, um, 
anybody that has done any like contact sport, like it's muscle memory. So you're going to see these people kind of revert to like what they know best. So, um, so I guess, yeah, the, the fight, the LaRusso house, we, we, we get it all, you know, we, we, uh, see, um, Tori versus Sam and just all of that. But, but talk about how chaotic it was, uh, you know, just choreographing all of that and the moving pieces, uh, Joe and Sholo having to pick up a, a table or something just for like blocking and camera movements. <laughs> that was, oh, that was in the one Yeah. Moving the furniture around and just a, and he had always said it before, we should have set up some GoPros in the corners. Oh, frozen. oh that froze again? Oh, there you yeah. are. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Where it would have been cool to see in the one in the LaRusso house, just everything that was going on behind the scenes. Did I freeze again? <laughs> Am I frozen? There we are. Oh, we're oh. unfrozen. Oh, weird. Okay. You, yeah. you keep going in and out. But oh, I'm promised I'm still here, but yeah, connection. Yeah. I, I think you guys, yeah, you, you can, there? I, I, think, I think it's still recording. So you guys just, um, I think at some point I'll reconnect okay. again or something. Um, yeah, there was just so much going on behind the scenes doing that one or um, getting in the right positions and moving furniture out of the way so that our steady cam operator could get through some of the really tight spaces. And um, but even putting it together, it's it, it, it's a lot of little pieces that come together to make the grand whole. Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. What she was saying earlier is just it would have been cool to have like a, a a bunch of GoPros up high, just looking at the set to see what was happening behind the scenes. Because with furniture being moved and people kind of replacing themselves, like we had some Texas switches in there with stunt doubles as well, and just to see all of that happening during the shot would have been pretty cool to to see, because I mean, there was moments where furniture was being moved, tables were being moved and put back into place. It was like, there was so many moving parts of that whole thing to make the, the whole thing work. And like she said, to have the steady cam, it was very tight. You've been in that house, so you know how close and close quarters it is. So having him move around, which I props, I mean, my hat's off to that steady cam. He did such a great job with following everything um, and making sure that he got everything and, you know, different direction changes and all of that. Um, so it was, it was, it was a, it was a big challenge, but a lot of fun. It was way more fun to shoot that fight in the LaRusso house than it was going to be outside for sure. Really? Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Just because there was so many more elements in the environment that we were able to use and, and the path that the camera took once I figured out, once we choreographed all the fights and I sort of designed the flow of the camera, how that was going to work, it was going to work way better in the house because there were so many different places to kind of go in the house. We're outside. It's, it was a big open arena. And so it wasn't going to be, I don't think the camera would have flown, flowed as well out there. Now, was there anything um, that you guys had choreographed that was outside that you couldn't do inside? Was there anything like near the the pond where the wheel uh, the wheel is or something like that? I don't really remember. It was been... oh, so yeah. quick. I, did. Yeah. I kind of remember we started we started to kind of choreograph stuff for uh, brainstorming, but not really setting anything hard in mm -hmm. stone. Um, 
for the outside and trying to figure out what was going to work good outside. But before that, even before any hard choreography was laid down, it was like, the weather's going to kill us. And they originally were like, it's supposed to rain. Maybe it's going to rain part of the night. So maybe we should just get some rain towers and make it rain. That'll be really cool. And they were like, no, that's not going to be cool. It would look cool, but it's going to be very dangerous because the backyard of Miyagi-Do is so like uneven and then yeah. it's dirt and mud. By the time rain hits it, it was like, that's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun for it's anybody. It's not going to be fun for anybody. It's going to be unsafe. Not, not hair, not makeup, not wardrobe. Not steady cam, not, not anybody. Because one take, we all have to go and change clothes. So right. it's like, that's going to be a nightmare. Um, and so they made the decision to move it into the Larusa house. And Janelle and I went in the house and we're like, all right, this is going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> You, that, that, oh man, I, I know logistically like it wasn't going to work out, but um, it would have been cool. Like, had there been a fight outside and it raining, I, I think with the um, you know with with Chosen and Kumiko appearing in season three, it'd almost be like a parallel to the end of the Credit Kid Part Two in the right. the rainstorm. Um, yeah, that would have been really interesting. Uh, so the the fight that everybody um, continues to talk about and how brutal and violent it was was between Kreese, Johnny, and, and Daniel, some, some possible attempted uh, murders here. Um, just, <laughs> just some insight into that and um, some things you guys came up with or something that was already scripted, um, you know, that you guys kind of uh, maybe had challenges doing or something. I mean, we knew it's, we knew where they, they laid the groundwork in the script. And so knowing like what the dialogue was leading up to this really intense moment and where it started in the dojo and then moving through the hallway into the main area. And then there were certain um, story points and certain acting beats that we had to hit within the fight, which can always be tricky because you have to figure out where those points are, where you, you break the rhythm and you break the momentum in order to have those bits of dialogue. Um, but I felt like that one came together pretty smoothly. Like yeah. it all just like kind of flowed really well. And then, you know, and you always are challenged where it's like, well, we want to do this move here, but it moves us in the wrong direction. We needed to go this way. Or, you know, this move looks would like get us there, but it doesn't make sense for that character. It should be the other person doing it. So yeah. the, the biggest challenge for us for, for that sequence was not the choreography itself. It was the fact that we were dealing with doing the LaRusso house, having to prepare for the Daniel, Johnny and Crease fight, but also doing the finale Vietnam stuff. Oh, right. Um, that all was happening at the same time for us. So it was yes. like crazy. <laughs> you guys were so busy during season three. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, can't, I can't believe, let's see, um, filming picked up right after Labor Day and finished uh, like I think mid-December. You guys had like less than three months to do all of that, 10 episodes. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It is nuts. I mean, but I mean, to go back to like the Johnny Daniel crease fight, that one did flow really well together. And mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun to put that together because it was a moment that we really could go off with Johnny. Johnny had so much anger and aggression and passion in that whole sequence. Um, and to be able to unleash the best that we could of him um, towards crease and then to be able to have a big moment between 
Daniel and Kreese, nobody's ever seen the two of them fight each other. No. And so being able to have a moment with the two of them was pretty incredible. And then to have to like, you know, play with the whole fight with uh, Johnny and Robbie, the two of them together, Tanner and him fighting. It was like, okay, Tanner's trying to kill Johnny, but yeah, I mean, uh, Robbie's trying to kill Johnny, but Johnny's like having to deflect and not like, he never wanted to like, he doesn't want to fight his kid. So he's kind of, it was like, just a lot of style changes and, and different types of choreography that we got to play with in that whole sequence. So it, it made it a lot of fun to put together. So good. So good. You guys, it, it's, uh, it was quite an amazing season um, with, with all the fights. Yeah. I know that the big three, they, they were teasing it, you know, during Q and A's on Twitter. Uh, are we getting more fighting? Yes. You'll get more karate, <laughs> you know, like, so we're just like, okay, all right. So it's really cool. Um, now, what was something uh, and this will be the last thing I ask you guys, but what is something that that was, um, you know, choreographed? But I mean, I, I guess the example of the the fight between Dimitri and Hawk that we didn't get to see was there anything else like that where like maybe in the finale where like you guys wanted to do it, maybe even, but but because of time, it just it didn't work out. The whole Johnny Crease and Daniel fight, all that was. Exact all to yeah. all, all of that made it. Awesome. Um, the LaRusso house, um, the LaRusso house, the one are actually it in, in when we first put it together, it actually ended when um, Tori and Sam faced off after they took their two guys out in that fight and they faced off right there at the in inside the house. That's originally where it was going to end, but Josh was like. Let's keep it going. Let's get Tori. Let's get Sam out. And let's get Tori out. So we continued that sequence. Yeah. We needed to see them leave because otherwise it didn't make sense. The next time we pick them up, they're in the dojo. So right. it's like let's let's incorporate yeah. that that transition. So that was additional choreography. I think that we did on, on the, the day. day. Yeah. And it was just like throwing new choreo and working different paths. And it's like okay, who is a Miyagi Do that was down over here yeah. that Tori can find? So it was like trying because sometimes it's like oh well you could fight this one it's like wait no you guys are on the, you're on the other side the of the same, house you're from the same dojo so yeah. it doesn't make sense that you would fight it like so it was like working some of that out so that it all made sense she has a on her Instagram um, she played a behind the scenes of the last take it took us I think six or seven takes to mm -hmm. get the final um, shot and it's me and Josh are like she's recording the monitor. Um, and then you can mm. hear me and Josh sort of commentating through the whole piece to make sure every beat is happening the way it needs to happen. And then it literally goes off of that into like when Tori exits the house, she goes right into Janelle's arms and then like the house goes like, crazy. Yeah! Everybody's super excited yeah, clapping and yelling. Yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty cool little clip that's on. Yeah. I don't think I saw that. And I feel like I'm pretty good at like keeping up with everybody's uh, social media to, to share stuff like that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to go back and, and, and dig for that. Um, so I, I, again, I, I, can't, I can't say enough about your guys' hard work uh, in, in season three. And we, in our group on social media, we're always talking about the fight sequences. You know, you've seen some of my posts recently and you've engaged in some of the comments. Jacob likes to troll. So people are having some fun um, just speculating like uh, possible matchup, like future matchups. Um, is there, uh, you know, the, the, the SAG thing, that's like specific for certain people. Uh, so it's not like fans can help vote or anything, right? 
that's like the industry if, thing. If any, of, if any of you fans out there are SAG members and are part of the Screen Actors Guild, you definitely can go and vote. You just have to be part of the Screen Actors Guild. Okay, I'll try to find a link and, and we'll, we'll have, is there a deadline for that? I imagine there is for, for voting. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, don't, I know voting's what? open right now, but I'm not it sure is. what it is. I'll, I'll look it up after we get done with this and I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, because there I is a deadline for it. I want to make sure this goes up and you know gives it enough time for what you said for the people that are eligible to to vote to awesome. to go ahead and vote. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, there's probably lots of fans out there that are part of the Screen Actors Guild. If they do any acting or anything like that, they can get out there and surely vote for us. Mm -hmm. um, the the next step after this is uh, we're we're on an Emmy run again. So like the new the Emmys are uh, right around the corner. So we're putting our submission together now to see if we can get nominated for season three. That would be the next like kind of award thing that we would be going towards. Yeah. Looking forward, crossing fingers for sure. Um, anything uh, other than that, that you guys can would like to promote uh, maybe recent projects. Um, I, Janelle, I, I don't think, I, I, I don't think um, the uh, Jumanji two had come out yet when I spoke to you guys the first time. So, did you you were back for that one doubled uh, Karen again? Yeah, yeah. I and we like just made the cusp between when it with it being released as far as the pandemic goes because it got released in theaters I think in November or December and then all the theaters shut down in March. So it like just made that cutoff of being able to enjoy it in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun one. Those are yeah. always fun movies. Right. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle, I think it's called, right? Um, Jumanji, welcome. Um, yeah. The no, second one was the next, was the next, next level. level. The next, next level. level. Yeah. The first, okay, yeah. maybe the first one, that was just a tagline for it. Um, but I did see it because that's the one with uh, Danny Clever. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, oh, so right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up right there. Um, we'll include you know, links how to find you guys on social media for those that want to follow and check out some of some of your guys's work that you guys share so uh thanks again so much for for joining me and letting me pick your brain uh, i know connection yeah, great to talk to you again. Yeah, in person yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, see you in person again yeah but this time virtually uh, obviously so uh yeah that's wrap it up and uh thanks everyone for uh tuning in and we'll see you guys next time thank you thank you Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.